Welcome to Orion Valley. Alright, I'm gonna do the intro, okay? Everyone shut up. Shut up. Shut up! <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Today. It's throwback day here at Frankly I Love Movies, and I have two guests with me today. We've got Casey Clark and Sullivan Harris going back all the way to 1984 to talk about Footloose. Cool. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to cut loose? <laughs> I'm always cutting loose. So yeah. this is a very, um, I mean, the reason we pick movies is purely by like just kind of like random, like I want to talk about this or I like this movie or whatever. But this time was a, a little bit special only because uh, our friend Sully has not seen Footloose before. I would like to say that I have a very specific system for choosing what movies I want to talk about. Uh, it takes a lot of math and a lot of time on my part, so don't lessen my value here at Frankly. Okay. Please forgive me. <laughs> I won't. Oh, man. All right. I've never seen Footloose. <laughs> yeah, so... And Footloose and I have a very tumultuous relationship. So. Uh, big words. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up with this movie, um, and it's because this... My mom constantly told me that... This, my mom graduated in 1985, so this movie came out right when she was a senior in high school, and so this was her senior movie uh, kind of thing. And I was uh, I got to be in the musical version of this my senior year of high school to play Ren, so I watched it so many times my senior year, and it was kind of like a connection there. But I also grew up with 80s movies. I think 80s movies have kind of become their own category in yeah, a way, or like, like genre. Well, I mean, and uh, like even deeper into that like the 80s high school movie like footloose <laughs> like the john hughes movies mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're, they're all their own subject they're right? the, yeah exactly and what well what is it about like because there aren't many like <clears throat> if there's like a 90s subgenre, it is like a very like not like it the 80s subgenre is much more accepted and kind of like um widespread than like other subgenres. i feel what is it about um 80s movies that can like go span like generations to like to get to people like those movies like breakfast club or well, um, think, pretty in pink and movies like that well i think in the 80s you had a time where since everyone was trying to get away from a lot of what was going on in the world because this was what like the height of the cold war or like or the so. aftermath mm-hmm. so you you have a lot of people trying to get away from all this you know stuff going on in the world and a lot of the movies were like that escape so these movies were made for an audience trying to get away from things and they were appealing to a very broad set of people and i think with that time it's made them movies that last so long because Mm -hmm. they appeal to a lot of like core values and they they a lot of movies have aged well yeah i think especially like the high school movies there isn't there's all still going through the same stuff even though they don't have the same like modern stuff we have now so yeah i think that uh movies from the 80s everyone can still watch and enjoy because it was just like this transitional period between like movies that were made like i I mean you can say this for any year but movies made before the 80s movies made after the 80s are all completely different than movies made in the 80s Mm -hmm. um like everything before the 80s 
like when you had Star Wars coming up and all that junk, uh, kind of creating like classic Hollywood, you just had things like the Charlie Chaplin movies, silent films. Yeah. Uh, film wasn't really an exciting thing. And then, yeah, because the 70s like, introduced the blockbuster. Right, yeah. yeah. So Because it's when you got jobs. Or like the, the 80s is when everybody started going to see the movies. Yes. And people making movies realized that they could market this to a huge audience. So they made things that people wanted to just come yeah. watch and enjoy. And people did. And we still do to this day. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of a lot of eighties classics and um, you know, there's obviously there's the Breakfast Club and there's like Die Hard and um and I definitely believe that um I liked obviously more John Hughes movies like Home Alone or Sixteen Candles and but I think that one of the biggest in like one that's like a quintessential eighties movies regardless of whether you liked or not, is Footloose. I think it had a pretty good That is true. A it pretty a big impact uh, like in that genre it is i think an 80s classic they're all so alien too like all these movies from the 80s everyone acts so weird like the, yeah. the vibe of them is so like different than movies or real life it's just like this weird universe where but, all but these people like, exist and but i feel like you can jive with it you know <laughs> well <laughs> i was definitely jiving with this movie yeah, did you like it nope really <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think me and Sullivan are gonna have a good conversation this episode. <laughs> okay, um, so why don't we talk yeah. about some uh, general information about uh, the movie? So it came out in uh, 1984. It was directed by Herbert Ross, written by um, Dean uh, Pitchford. Dean Pitchford, right? Um, starring uh, Kevin Bacon as Ke- uh, Ren McCormick, who is uh, moving to Beaumont, uh, this very small town, very religious town from Chicago. And gets uh, kind of in a head-to-head battle with the local minister, played by John Lithgow, um, Reverend Shaw Moore, mm-hmm. because in this town, dancing and rock music, um, and all that on all that stuff, has been banned because of events that happened um, in the past. Um, this movie is very like kind of loosely based on uh, true events. Yep. There was a town, uh, I think, in like it's, oh, is it's it like a, it's Oklahoma? A, yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, it's called Elmore City. Um, in Oklahoma was a very, very like religious town and they were very much against the music of the time and dancing like that. So that was a, you said, you said Herbert Ross, right? He's a director yeah. uh-huh. uh, who is a nobody, but he directed a, a play in 1948 called look mom dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, other than like Kevin, ba- like the actors, I didn't. I've never heard of like half the people who. Well, there's Lori. Were... There's Lori Singer. No, no, Sarah not Jessica other Parker. Than the actors, yeah. Other than the actors, but like I've never oh, heard like of the, like, like the yeah. like the director, the writer. Yeah. The, well, the writer hit peak with this. What are you movie. talking about? The director made such films as Pennies from Heaven, Max Dugan Returns, Dancers. I, I, know, Max, I know Max Dugan Returns. Do you? <laughs> I've I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it, but. Uh, it's uh, Diane Weist is also in John Lithgow, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Chris Penn. Before oh, he was in Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs, Dogs yeah, his big that uh, was a good surprise. Yeah, I right? wasn't expecting that. Uh, and um, the there was one other thing. I was looking it up last night. He died in two thousand six. Yeah, he had like an, an overdose or I something. Think like something. That, that or I wasn't looking into big it guy. hard, but. Mm-hmm. I think it was a drug overdose. No, he got shot in the, in the warehouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. By, yeah. um, by Mr. White. <laughs> well, that's um, just racist. I don't think we need to go there, Josh. <laughs> I don't hear I don't hear color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
um, this was for sure Kevin Bacon's like big break. I think I, I will say I, I tip my hat to him by saying he this is not the only thing that he's like remembered for. Like this isn't no. his legacy. Like he still had a very good like career. Yeah, after I mean, he's still what going to is he known for? What do you mean? Like he's in a few good men. He's in Stir of Echoes. He was in first Mystic class. River. Mystic River. Yeah, first class. He's in a lot of things. I mean, that's well, not yeah, like a legacy. Nothing's but... like none of these are like iconic roles, though. It is an iconic role, but I'm glad that he still had a career after that. Like he wasn't like just a nobody. Like people still knew yeah. who. Like he was Although, still very prominent. In you movies. got a lot of praise for that show, The Following. That's right. right yeah. yeah, I watched that. Oh, I watched that. That's pretty good. The first season's really great. Second season's yeah. The third season's pretty pretty awful, but. That's that's neither here um, nor, nor there. there. Yeah, and of course the soundtrack uh, for this movie is jam packed with classic '80s hits, including uh, two songs by Kenny Loggins, "I'm Free, Heaven Help Me," and of course the Titular song, "Footloose." Now, what came first, the song or the movie? I think the song was written for the movie. Was it written? Okay, because it was nominated for two Oscars, one of and both of them were for song, okay. best song, gotcha. one for Footloose and one for, uh, I believe, Almost Paradise, which was the, um, the quote-unquote in parentheses the love theme of footloose they had to put that in there on the song uh, <laughs> so if you buy oh, it yeah, like, on I, if you put it on i on itunes if you buy it there it says it in parentheses love theme from footloose <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know why that's just really weird um also oh, i had let's hear it for the boy let's hear it for a lot of oh, great we don't want to get striked <laughs> we don't want to get copyrighted no, uh, hey it's our vo- it's got a it's lot of voice. it's got this a lot funny. of great songs on it can i a quick anecdote my mom uh was a very big tape collector back in the day mm-hmm. um and i recently inherited her tape collection and one of the tapes in there is a bootleg copy of the footloose soundtrack and she had like and she redrew the cover of the album that's so cool it's like it's like the cutest thing i own that's I think. awesome nice. that is awesome okay what so how does this movie grab people like what what is it about footloose it that, doesn't like... <laughs> oh man it's been 20 years and i, I hadn't watched oh, it this is gonna be a fun episode for josh <laughs> <laughs> At least no, I mean, of... okay but yeah so i love the song and I, i've always loved the idea of the movie yeah it's the... just like it's a fun classic concept and, you know yeah, like this, kid comes to a town kind of, yeah yeah it made that kind of storyline it's kind iconic. of it's a, yeah it's like, tropey it made yeah, yeah it's a trope it yeah. is yeah it's like it's easy to follow and like you it's not like you have to like pay attention the entire time kind yeah, of movie. Like, <laughs> great it's like um it's and it's like it's a it's like a fun like hey let's have like like a movie night movie yeah, kind of thing yeah. you know like mm-hmm. like a, like do like a bunch of people like a party movie or something yeah. like that um so the it's a feel good yeah feel. movie had uh, received uh roger ebert called it uh he i'm trying to remember what his rating of it was i, I think it was pretty low right? it, had, it got like pretty mixed reviews overall it has a five out of ten on a 51 percent on rotten tomatoes a 5.6 out of 10 average rating metacritic it has a 42 out of 100 it's a pretty pretty mixed movie, but they I will say that the song Footloose is on AFI's top 100 uh, songs. Of the I mean, song <laughs> Footloose is one of my favorite songs of all time. Song. For, for, yeah, for a song written for a film, it's definitely like just like the 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 Joseph Timberlake song for the Trolls soundtrack. Like that became its own song. Oh yeah, just than, like yeah. that. Wait, what? What's the Justin <laughs> Timberlake the, song the, for the like, Trolls? Can't stop the feeling. Stop that the was feeling for by Justin Timberlake. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, but, like it was written for a movie, but it became like. It's a own. song yeah, played on the works, radio. It works well for its own. This yeah. song is my girlfriend's least favorite song of all time. The um, song? because it's so catchy. 
Oh. <laughs> the oh that, she hates nice. it because it plays in her th- head constantly. That is definitely a Heatherism, I feel like. <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> okay. She's not going to listen to this episode mm-hmm. because she hates that song so much. <laughs> Well, good, good so catchy. Catchy. So, catchy. <laughs> so we can say whatever we want about her pretty oh. much and she won't hear oh cool I got heather's heather. a great woman <laughs> who's heather <laughs> no this isn't the heathers this is footloose oh right. the heathers, uh, the heathers. Footloose. <laughs> footloose. um no that's a good 80s movie yeah so because of this this movie's kind of uh it was iconic it was then made into a um, musical adaptation for the stage on broadway uh, which is not all that great. Doesn't transfer that well. Um, even really? though, I, even though I was in it, it's not like because mainly like the writing in it is not that like the dialogue is even oh, okay. worse in this than in the movie. <laughs> because my biggest gripe with this movie is the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, I would love this if it were a musical. Well, it would it, like I mean the music song, like the songs in it, yeah, they work as musical numbers, but like it just doesn't like just the writing of it in general. Like Dean mm-hmm. Pitchford is not that great of a writer. <laughs> it just isn't. Um, but. And then it would then they remade it in uh, two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Yes, um, which is part of is, it's it's bad, but part of me uh, kind of liked the newer one more. Because yeah, listen, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, I know you told me not to watch it, but I watched all the clips that were available on YouTube, and I enjoyed them a lot more than I enjoyed I the, the clips ori- from I the original. Because I hate the guy who plays Ren. I just hate, like, he's so annoying. Miles Teller is pretty great. Now, Miles Teller is yeah, good. He's good in, I don't, in the why was, Okay, when I was watching Footloose, I knew Miles Teller was in the was in the, the remake. Uh, Chris Penn started talking, and I thought it was Miles Teller for a second. <laughs> And I was like, which version am I watching? Mm-hmm. Well, I it just it. melds together. <laughs> but the new one, they, I don't know. It just had, like, actual dancers in the cast. And, like, it had actual uh, style to it. Yeah, the the fun fact, Kevin Bacon had, like, five doubles yeah, had, for the yeah. angry, <laughs> angry uh, warehouse scene. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can tell. Yeah, They're, they're covering they're... his face so hard in this scene. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we get? Why don't we dive right in? Please, um, yeah. Let's, okay, let's do so it. Let's do it. So the, I, I don't even want everyone. So the opening the sequence of this is kind <laughs> I of. I love it, the opening it, sequence. It's, it's, it's like it's kind of iconic at this point yep. because it's just a bunch of people's feet dancing to the song Footloose almost in its entirety. Casey, I just want you to read what your note was <laughs> so, for, this, so, for this scene. So I took some notes last night, and my first note for the movie was foot fetish opening. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, this opening uh, is. So you know, you know what my mindset was going into this film. It's probably the only part of the movie that I actually like really enjoyed. I, it's I, the only part it's with like some fun. style. Yeah. It like, kind of it kind of reminds me of like, um, in, you know how in, this is kind of a a, a wide stre- a broad stretch comparison, but like in like in Charlie Brown cartoons when they're all when Schroeder's playing the piano and they're all dancing and everyone has their own oh, little yeah. dance. It's kind of yeah. like that. Like every single mm. like foot, yeah, foot, like. They're all unique. Like, and they yeah. all have their own kind of form to them. Mm, yeah. and like they, they all do, do something they different. They do kind of go back to that by the end of the movie, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah. So um, we start off with this. The, the first shot of this movie I always found really funny because it's like you just see the town of Beaumont where we don't really know where it is, but there's like an open field and then a mountain and everything in it just looked completely fake. Like it just looks like it's made oh, out of yeah, car- yeah, it's made it, it kind of looks like it's yeah. just made out of cardboard. I right? noticed that. That was yeah. weird. It looked like a painting. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you just get some insert shots of like the town and then we meet... Um, 
Shaw Moore, played by yeah, John was... Lithgow, who, you know, again, regardless of what you think of this movie, I will say that he gives probably the best performance oh, yeah. in the movie. He's, yeah, he's really he's my good. Yeah. In the movie. In the, the, I think the just opening with like a flat sermon was kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. Because it, 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 it gives you a sense of like what the, the you know, the town was about. And yeah. I'll say this. Showing- the John Lithgow stuff throughout the entire movie, I at least liked. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing about his whole character and arc and story that like I disliked. Yeah, I, he is a very good. I think he has a good character. Yeah, he is. He's his, well, yeah. yeah, and, and very well acted. Too. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he sells it as the as the as the preacher. Mm-hmm. You you actually listen to him when he's because he owns the stage and he's a, he's a huge guy. He's got a really loud voice and he like he puts meaning mm-hmm. into what he's saying. And know? I'm just gonna say it. Little Farquaad does trip in there every once in a while. <laughs> wait, did, wait, was he Farquaad? Yeah, yeah he was Farquaad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it oh, tripped, man. The, it, I, I was trying, actively trying to listen for it. Uh, it only happened a couple times, but when he's given like his big sermon at the end, where he's like, let the kids dance. Yeah. Like, he really he, dips he, into Farquaad it, it hard in that part. Bit, yeah. It's also interesting to see him, like, cause, like I said, this movie came out in 1984, how like kind of skinny he is. Because he's, yeah. he's, like, he's a mm-hmm. bigger guy. I mean, he's tall, but he's yeah. like a little bit bigger now because mm-hmm. he's older. But like he's really, like it, comparatively, he's very skinny in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, then we meet uh, Kevin Bacon as Rend, him and his mother. Just moved to this town um, right after... Uh, 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 right after the sermon, they're outside their meeting yeah. with. Uh, and you never really, you barely figure out why they even came to the town to like what halfway through the movie. Yeah, you, you don't. Yeah, you the don't really know. A wonky, you don't really like. know. Yeah, yeah, I like really at all. Um, did, did they actually even say? I actually don't well, even really know. Well, the thing know. is, too, I feel like because in the remake, his mom isn't even around, right? Oh really? No, he. I thought she was. They just they still live with their with a with his uncle. Yeah, which they do in this. But movie. I thought his, I, his uncle is just a much more predominant character in the remake than it is in the. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know. I feel like they they made him a little more tragic in the newer one. Mm-hmm. But um, that we're not talking about yeah, the new yeah. one. Well, so, maybe maybe we'll do a sequel to this with the new one. <laughs> yeah, no. we'll do a sequel. Honestly, in I twenty five years. About. No, um, but so the and then we meet. Um, the the uh what's what's his name um the more daughter uh her Ariel. Ariel yeah with her friends uh, Rusty played by Sarah Jessica Parker which yep. I always forget about but she it's awesome. honestly she's, she's my she I she's probably like my favorite character she's great and I and I like Laurie Singer a lot I think she does really good but the character of Ariel, Ariel oh. is not all that great <laughs> okay when once we get further into the story yeah. I got some some stuff to say about yeah. her oh, oh no yeah so. <laughs> I'm a little nervous yeah. now. <laughs> and the dialogue, like, I love when it's like, oh, like she says, like they just moved, they just got in like the day before, and it's mm-hmm. obviously Sunday because they're at church, and the uh, and reference like, so have you checked out the school yet? And he's like, no, I haven't had the chance to. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and oh, then and this is like one of and one of my biggest gripes of the movie is the editing is not good yes, at all. The editing is um, horrible. Yeah, and, and so this is my one of my big examples of it is when he's when they walk away he's uh-huh. like he says like oh have you checked out the high school and ren's like oh no i haven't had the chance to yet cut to after the whole truck scene he says have you met any of your teachers yet and he's like no i haven't had the chance to it's like what this <laughs> conversation is that all the conversation is you're just like oh have you seen this have you seen that tree have nope. you been to the bathroom yet? no i haven't had the chance to <laughs> um so everyone the girls around town seem to be pretty infatuated with brand and kevin bacon did like i will say i think he does a good job in this yeah movie. i mean he's, he plays he, he plays a good it. secluded yeah, character he's, he, 
I, I think you can get you can get into him a little bit. Like uh, I, when he yeah. first came on screen, I was like, "This dude looks like David Bowie." And then later, his mom's like, "You yeah. look like David, David Bowie." Bowie. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, perfect." <laughs> yeah. So I wrote this movie. Um, <laughs> I only, I had I had a couple like like nitpicks with his character because I feel like he he kind of just like other than standing up for like his main reason for you know doing everything in the movie, he kind of just like sidles around to other a bunch of stuff like they all Sideless. drag him places like he's never actually going somewhere like like they drag him to the the tractor pole and they you know well he does the, the he introduces them into the like a country bar thing that was like his idea okay okay never mind that's fair okay that's um, true never mind and then okay so the next scene is probably my least favorite scene in the movie because it doesn't make any sense is when the is it i feel like it's just to show how rebellious ariel is but the girls are driving Oh yeah, and then I forgot Chuck about that. Cranston blasting Sammy Hagar, great mm-hmm. song by the way. Uh, pulls up next to their car in a truck, and she like gets in from her car to the truck. And this is like a like a three minute sequence. This yeah. goes on for like, a and while. she's standing in between the two she's cars. Like she's pulling a Van Dam yeah. on the trucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking is, about. Yeah. And then a, a semi truck. I love the truck driver is so just like, what? Like, <laughs> and then he just is like, well, might as well, might as well just horn. talk the horn. <laughs> no, no, don't do slow it, down right? or anything. Yeah. Just... I think it's just like, I, I think that scene is just to show the rebellious nature of See, her, how like she goes against but what this her is, father this, says. But this like, is it's also, a, yeah. It's such a weird way of doing it. Like, well, this, this is, is the beginning of my main thing with her is she's fucking suicidal. Like she, or later in the movie, she plays chicken times, with a train. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, she's not playing chicken. She's not going to move. No, yeah. We'll get to that though, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, well, that, yeah, was, that was just a like that was just to show like it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't yeah. really fit. In. It just feels like what like what does this have to do with the rest of the movie? You know, and so then <laughs> it, we find out like we're we're learning inklings of what this town is like when they say like ah oh, we're banning Slaughterhouse mm-hmm. Five and it's like oh it's an awful book and Ren's uh, like oh it's a great book. I hated dude. that. <laughs> that was like that was such like an an edgelord thing. Like actually, it's a great book. Uh-huh. And, yeah that's okay he's like do you read much? he's right but <laughs> yeah it's it but that's the another thing it's like as much as i i can have fun with this movie personally the story it's like it's just so weird like what like a town puts into actual law like mm-hmm. in legislation that rock and roll music and dancing has been banned from their town like it's just yeah it's just it's, such a it's, weird it's, it's like very, <laughs> and like in all honesty this movie makes me just very angry like yeah with that situation <laughs> what, what do you mean like what? every time i think about the situation in the movie i just get angry i don't i don't make them angry. angry too i get really like, I, well, see the thing with that is that like because of like i think because of like Fuck. ren's passion like i can get behind him a little bit and like kind of feel for him because he like you know he wants people to yeah. open up well i mean you guys know yeah, he's so I, dramatic. Da- I, I dance around a lot uh-huh. and for some reason right. this movie feels like a personal attack sometimes <laughs> john <laughs> like, let personally attacking you exactly will be a boy casey clark 35 years later <laughs> i don't know i just every time i think of the plot i i imagine myself in like this like you know dealing with this situation i'm just like this is fucking stupid like all right so which one of us is gonna direct the casey clark footloose remake (laughs) i just feel like i I wouldn't put up with this shit because it's just like okay i'll take your rent (laughs) sure but also i'm like if a cop i guess that makes me right 
Yeah, yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> and uh, you're Chuck. I'm Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so then they go to uh, this the high spot. Yeah, right. Here. It's like a. It, it looks like this. This scene kind of looks like it was shot in like the 1950s, and then the rest yeah. of the movie takes place in the in the 80s. Yeah, it's, it's other than like the music. Yeah, but the rest like of it, dancing, they all look. Yeah, like they play like dancing like, in the sheets or whatever. Yeah. But I always thought it was really weird because they're playing it from one jukebox, like and on then everyone, everyone hears, hears it. And like in but, the bathroom, yeah. like, see the thing is in the in the oh, remake, wait, it makes okay. much more sense because it's like because yeah. it's the speakers like uh-huh. he actually plugs it into the the whole diner. So yeah. I My guess favorite that thing right about now. the girls in the bathroom is that when John Lithgow shows up and is like staring disapprovingly and everyone like whips their heads towards him, the girls in the bathroom whip their heads yeah. too. <laughs> They're in so, a bathroom. <laughs> Where is this? It looks like it's on like the other side of town. Not even like in town. It looks like so far off. And like right. does, there has to be people that stop there who are not from Beaumont. So someone has to be be like, oh, like, oh I like this song. And it's like, whoa, whoa keep it going, you know? <laughs> Um, and so he's like, "Oh, your mother thought that like, you didn't have any money," and then like yeah. everyone's just like really, just really hands tense. her some quarters and walks away sullenly. It's so weird. I like, like your John Lithgow impersonation. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happens next? Um, I don't know. Meets Willard, right? No, he he's no, like getting no, ready for no, school, no. and his mom is like. Take your tie off. You can dress like David Bowie in your free yeah. time. So it's clear, you're gonna get beat up. It's a definite like fish out of water story. And he goes and he's you know in his iconic yellow Volkswagen Beetle yeah. um, mm-hmm. to school and you know blasting music and everyone's just kind of looking at him. And then and he meets Willard. Yeah, and Chris Pine Willard. Willard is great. He's the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah he's the, so good. I, I have this like walking in hall Willard intro. I just find it's I I just thought it was kind of weird because. He runs into him, yells at him, and then what, he just tells him he likes his hat. And they're like, oh, it's really charming, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 so it's so great. Because like, like, I think they're, like, the same. You know, like, they can, they're, yeah, easy, they're comfortable yeah. with each other, mm-hmm. and like, it, immediately. But, like, also, it's weird because this comment is, like, um, he's, like, drive, you drive, you're supposed to drive on the right side. And he's, like, he was on the right side. What are you talking about? And, um, but Chris Penn is great. Quick aside, I just pulled up Footloose. On IMDb, and the first user list that it's on is worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so Chris Penn drops his uh, southern accent like after the scene, like he has that, it yeah, a little bit, and then it's thing. just gone. The accent, like everyone's accent, is really wonky in this uh-huh. movie. Yeah, um, but like I mean, he's such like a like I don't know, like Chris Penn and. Uh, Kevin Bacon, they just work well together. They a have pair. Really they, good they have chemistry. great chemistry. Uh, and they just seem like like friends that like kind of like mm-hmm. you want to have or like you can relate to someone like that. Like you know, like right. that. Kind I of think most of the scenes between them, as a, like from a st- filmmaking standpoint, don't work in this movie. But those two, like just yeah. those two actors and their chemistry, make them have the emotional impact that the director wanted it to have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's all on them because they're just so good together. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I think uh, the, this movie doesn't work really without the the casting because mm-hmm. the casting overall, like, I mean, even like as much as like problems Ariel has as a, as a character, Laurie Singer, oh, I think no, does Laurie, a good Laurie job. Singer was, everyone was acts good. pretty. Everyone, yeah. everyone acts really well. I but I just, I yeah, yeah. there's a lot of characters. But like, flaws. even but like even like immediately after that it shows like you know the connection starts when he's like oh ariel and he's like ah oh, you know we met the other day and she's like yeah like that's how like their relationship <laughs> no, he's like, is- that's your name yeah she's like 
good job. Yeah, yeah. And then walks away. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> and like the lighting behind her is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then like he's talking to Willard like in uh at lunch and he's like, yeah, we used to like go to the clubs all this time and he's like tells the weird story of like ginger and i i like i never fully understood this part because like i i like that he's trying to teach him like like show him like what a different world Mm -hmm. is outside of his own because he's been secluded like his entire life of being in beaumont and then so ren's like this guy's like kind of shows him what it's like and he's like oh yeah they bought us beers and everything there's like girls everywhere and then he tells this story about ginger or whatever yeah yeah. he's like was it real no no i don't like (laughs) Wait, what was what was the what was we the did dance? Line? We did dance. What was the line though? He's like something, something make ginger yes. pop. Oh, don't stop, don't <laughs> make stop, make oh, ginger yeah. pop. <laughs> oh, man. but like, why oh, man. is it just to show he's funny? Like, I, what's oh, the, I mean, like, just to mess with him. Know. Like, why? I don't know why any of this really yeah. happened. <laughs> Let's ban rock music <laughs> legally. Yeah, but and then and then right after that, they're they're hanging out after school, and that's when we get the actual exposition from Willard about the band when they're getting the uh, gas at the gas. Well, station. even before that, when they move from like lunch, like in, from lunch yeah. tables, that they, yeah. they meet um, uh, Rusty and Woody and Woody, Ariel. Tell I like Woody. Woody's like a yeah, Woody's cool. Guy. I like his. He's yeah. like a just a good like tough like a, guy. Kind of like here. an upper Wait, class. Which one's Woody? Woody's the is he the buff guy? Yeah, yeah. he's the buff dude. You see his ass in the shower scene. Yeah, he's pretty pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, it's pretty. It's pretty. And so they tell him man. like so it was banned because a bunch of kids like uh, were coming back from like a rock show or whatever yeah they, outside like, drove of off a bridge or something like yeah, that yeah yeah they got into a car accident line and yeah whatever that's a good explanation <laughs> some yeah. kids were driving and they drove off a bridge <laughs> yeah and they blamed it on the rock music because they were going to like a rock concert or something like that and yeah so they, yeah and then they had uh they were high and drunk because of it mm-hmm. and so they were like ah the music you know yeah it's the rock, Not it's the the real rock music and all the dancing is corrupting the youth yeah I will say the dialogue between Chris Penn and uh, Kevin Bacon when they're in the car and it's like, oh, you never, you never heard a tape deck? Like, no. You ever heard Men at Work? Who? Men at <laughs> yeah. Work. Where do they work? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's, it's a, a music a group. group. Oh, what yeah, are they? the police? No, oh, I've no. seen them. Where? Right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was, that was, that was really a good cool. Yeah. Like that. It's, again, they're just, they're a great pair. Like, they just work perfectly together. And then, um, then you get the cops. Oh, God. The fucking thing with the ID where he's like, you better watch that mouth for Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Flicks it under his chin. Like, Casey dang. hates authority. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just like, I, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I just don't like it. Well, so they like, they, Casey hates give, him oppression. A, they give him a $25 ticket for uh, blasting playing, his music yeah, way too loud. Playing rock music. Well, what's the? I want to know the actual legislation of this. Yeah, uh, shall well, so, not. So, what is it? It's not a commandment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Listen, uh, to... Rev- the Reverend makes all the rules in this town, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> We're changing the Bible. <laughs> John Lithgow is God. I w- if if I if I died and God exists, if it's not John Lithgow, I will be disappointed. But uh, aside, I. I don't know why it makes me angry. I just like I feel like if I was in this situation, I would just I wouldn't even try to change the law. I'd just not give a shit and just keep dancing and listening to music. Cause what are they gonna do? Like, well, I think they set it up like gonna find them twenty five dollars. Yeah, what yeah. But do. then it's like like if this if this was like well, an actual could, thing, think you about could it, take like, it to the Supreme Court. And then what? Like, well, like well, th- we'll also think about like how like. <laughs> 
he he want he feels like he it was like a part of a community where he like came from in Chicago and he wants that same feeling for yeah. like everyone else. And yeah. It, and that part of it actually makes sense, and I get that. It's like kind of he is wanting to bring like like change in this in this town, and I I have to say like this movie does that pretty well. No, and I I understand that point, mm-hmm. but it's just like. In actuality, I feel like this this wouldn't work in the real world. Well, no, of course makes... not. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm looking at it in terms of the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah in yeah. real life, no one would do that. Like, no, but like, that's, what I, that's what I was trying to say earlier about how all these 80s movies take place in this like weird pseudo-universe yeah. yeah. where everything is just slightly off-kilter to the left a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very it's a very, very odd world. Um, and then we find out that... Um, you know, the, the Reverend Moore and Ariel have a very kind of um, clashing relationship. You know, he's yeah. trying to like keep her in line, but she's going. Out. I would say their relationship, I think, is done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 our group, yeah, I like it. That's a really good like conflict in there because there's such opposing forces in that, and like you know, she's tr- like he's even not like minus the dancing part. He's just so far like not connected with his family in general, and Diane Weiss's character, Vi, his wife. You know, tries to bring him back to that, and I like that family, that family dynamic. Yeah. And even like Ren in his family, you know, he's living with his mom, his um, uncle, his aunt, and their and his um, uh, are they cousins? Nieces, nieces right? And or, um, no, cousins, no, cousins, cousins, yeah, yeah, cousins. And like even like his uncle is like, oh, why not? Like, I mean, his uncle is a prick. <laughs> Like he yeah. he just is. Um, but he's like always is like heard there's some uh, drug busting at school. Do you know yeah, anything you about, about that? that? That's his uncle? Yeah. I thought that was his stepdad. No, it's no, his it's uncle his... Wes. It's only oh, his mom and his... Fuck me, man. Yeah. <laughs> that changes the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. um, it's clear that Ariel is like kind of in... Uh, he kind of likes... Uh, she kind of likes Ren. And so uh, because he... The best line in the movie, in my opinion, is when he's like... He says to Chuck Cranston, oh, um, Chuck's like, oh, I thought only... Uh, pansies wore ties he's like really thought only assholes, assholes use the word pansy <laughs> like that's that's a great insult it's a yeah. great comeback and yeah. then so then they challenge each other this, this this again this part of the movie has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> this part it's of the when, movie is so weird it's when they do the tractor the chicken the play chick, chicken they play chicken if like what does that have to do with the movie it doesn't have anything to do i mean it's kind of like a cool scene i guess also, like, also, i would say i would go as far as to say that it actually goes against what's being established in the movie both so far and later because like uh later in the movie like Grand mccormick he's like this dude that never backs down right uh-huh. but he tries to he back tried, down yeah, from he the tries to jump off the, the only reason he wins is because his shoelace gets caught yeah. so like what this doesn't establish anything because yeah. it's yeah but it's like not even like it's just like a feud between him and chuck Crant. It, that that whole section of the movie i need does, a hero that's a great song though that yeah great no, song uh, and it gets you, yeah, it gets you pumped up. I will say, there's a part in that scene where that's really funny, where Woody's trying to teach Ren how to use the tractor, yeah. and Chris Penn just keeps talking. And he's like, "All right, so yeah, shift it, yeah, shift it in first, and he's like, don't don't use the barrels, you know." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that part it just it has no really no impact. Like if they didn't do that, the movie really would yeah. be no different. Yeah. Like in all I mean, honesty, I don't know. It sets up like how psychotic uh, Chuck is. Yeah, yeah, true. Because he's all, like, yeah. come play chicken with me on these tractors, and everyone's like, what? And he's yeah. like, just do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. We'll, we'll go for it, you know? And then in the next scene, when uh, they're uh, Rusty and Ariel are at the diner, this is my biggest... This is the big example of like why the editing is so fucked up, is when they're talking, and she's like, oh, you have... Uh, 
like you wanted out of here so bad, but you memorized bus schedules. And he goes, "I do not." And then it just cuts to Rand in a classroom. Oh, yep. That, uh-huh. So it just like it just yeah. ends. Like scenes just end in this <laughs> yeah. movie. There's no real flow. Yeah, you know, like, I looked up the editor when we were talking, and um, same dude that edited Star Wars, first one. What? Huh? What? Interesting. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I thought Star Wars was edited by a woman. No, this was 1970s Hollywood. Women didn't exist. That's not true. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's really Leia was weird. just played by a man with a wink. <laughs> um, and then uh, he gets talking to the one guy. Oh, hey, he also edited Ghost Protocol. Oh, oh he's still alive. <laughs> thought someone would have killed him by now. <laughs> no, he won. He won. That fucker who did Footloose. I'll laugh for him. He won Best Editor for Ghost Protocol, too. Oh, nice. He also won Best Editor for Star Wars. Oh, wow. So I guess he was just tired the day he edited Footloose. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll do it. He's like best friends with uh, Herbert Ross. He's like, okay, Herbert. Right, Herbert. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then that immediate scene after, uh, Ren is. Uh, He's in class. Really, he's, he's, he's just in, he's, he's alone in, in a classroom, classroom reading room. a book. Yeah. Closes the book, is about to leave, and then Eddie, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, you wanna, you Eddie, you put a whole sentence together, nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. he gives him a joint, and then the teacher catches him, and he runs into the bathroom. Which also, I don't understand. Like, give him a joint. He's like, hey, take this joint, and he's like, no. And also, like, hey, I don't it. understand no. where the hell did the teacher even come from? <laughs> the teacher just right? emerges. no, I'll get you for this. He walks over to a point of finger, hops in the window, like, like. <laughs> he sweets felt the pot. Yeah, outside, oh, like man. across the field, like, and so, and then his uncle. Yeah, that's when his uncle's like, "All right, you need to." <laughs> I heard there's the, some the, drug the, busting going on and yeah. uh, some tractor tipping going on. <laughs> you don't have anything <laughs> to do with that, do you? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so Ren just gets more and more frustrated, and you get the most iconic scene in the movie where he goes to the warehouse and dances. To uh, never by moving pictures. That seems so ugly. ugly. Yeah, I don't... it's an ugly building, but I think like you can't not have a lot of energy when you're watching that, that see, scene. That wasn't dancing. Yeah, that, that was, was just walking with style. style. <laughs> that was that was just some exaggerated shaking. But it was like it was so like the song is great and like he puts in like a hundred like whoever's in whatever stunt duffel or whatever and mm-hmm. when it is Kevin Bacon they all put in one hundred and ten percent and it gets your energy up though yes but I'd like to say one thing this is with the original Footloose and the remake Ren's style of dancing I don't like it it's compared weird. to everyone else it's strange it's, it is very yeah odd. it's weird compared well, to everyone else's it's like dancing. it's like he's because i think he's a gymnast or something like that so yeah. like he just like does like aerobics and he's just kind of running around really weird i think he's a ninja <laughs> i think <laughs> just kicking in the air he's, <laughs> he's taking off like he takes the rope and like swings down <laughs> he does more ninja things in this movie than he does dance things yeah like like oh, when he's kung fu. like when he's <laughs> fighting the guys in the end, yeah. hey, that was pretty that was pretty badass yeah. honestly. Um, but great song, like I love that song. Yeah, the song really, like it I, it gets me pumped up. Like you know, it gets oh, you. God. No, I this scene it cuts between all the things that have happened in the movie so that's far. True. That's that weird. was the worst. Yeah, well, it's only in, it's more so in the beginning <laughs> than in, like uh, because he like thinks about Ariel and he thinks about. 
Which uh, the it's a, why it's are you angry at her? What what is he's he not angry? angry at Ariel? He's angry at the Reverend, but at the same time, he hasn't really had any issue with the Reverend no, up to no, this point. No, he's not angry with the Reverend. He's angry with the town, and you can't take his fight and turn it into <laughs> your daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> also, how does he how does he get into the warehouse that, that they just leave their doors open? And then, like, also, it's the same pick, it's the same warehouse from the Amazing Spider Man where he goes right, and skateboards right, for a couple right, hours. Right, right. Also, what how the hell does Ariel find him? Yeah, that's a very good point. I think where, it, where the hell did she? Come I think from? it's just well because he she knew he was there. Um, that's where he worked. It's the same warehouse. Oh, where is, okay. And it's she came pill. earlier, so I think that's all, the only reason why she would know okay. that he would be there at some point. But it, she must <laughs> she have gone. Like, it out. Yeah. What if she was there for like? <laughs> she came back every half hour for like six hours, and she's like, "Is he there yet?" Oh no, not yet. <laughs> Man, ma'am, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> he's flipping around. He's flipping around. This is the my, here comes my biggest issue with the character of Ariel because oh. I I like the rebellious side of her and like how different she is with her father. I like that aspect, mm-hmm. but what I don't like is when she's so her and Ren are talking. It's fine, whatever. And then she asks like, "You ever gonna? You ever want to kiss me?" Like it's like why did why would you ask that? That's so yeah, weird. Honestly, like, so they could have gotten to the point where their relationship like could build up without it just being so blatant like that. I don't yeah. like that. She like that's well, just like, it's like I feel like for a lot of the time when she's around Ren, she's just trying to get his attention, but in like the most like sideways kind of going about it way. Like especially with the the tra- like she's fucking suicidal and she steps in front of a train and is like screaming mm-hmm. at it and she must know that he's gonna like sh- he's gonna push her out of the way because there's no other reason for her to do it mm-hmm. other than oh I have daddy issues and I need to try you know scream at a train and then also <laughs> this is another example of like really weird editing where they do the really fast zoom in to yeah it's, it's just like. like, like <laughs> Oh man, it's so it's just so odd. Well, it goes from like zero to a hundred real fast. Yeah, it does for no reason. Like but, they, again, they could have showed like they could have done it like in a way where she wants to like get out of this world yeah, in a her completely different way clear. than being suicidal. Well, I get why she wants to move away because she, you know, she yeah, can't, no, like, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, standing in front of a train though, that's just a very weird way. weird way of doing it. It doesn't make any sense. Kids, yeah. if you want to get away from your hometown, don't stand in front of a train. <laughs> yeah yeah for those of you who don't have trains you're very lucky <laughs> yeah you'll um, never have to face that qualm face the train face the train and I, and I, yeah and honestly i just don't i don't get her like why does she like ren other than him being the cool because he's, hot. Hot. he's <laughs> yeah and he's from he's from the outside world everyone okay. else has been as secluded as she is because she's yeah. grown up with this and since he has like a ticket like He's like a gateway into the life that she wants and into like the world that she wants to be outside of this like area. Just be like, you know, there's a curfew and you can't do yeah. like whatever fun stuff. And I, I think it, I, I get that. Like that, like that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Also, because yeah, he's very good looking. Side note it's true. that I find very funny. If uh, I don't remember what movie it was that uh, Kevin Bacon was performing, but a few years ago he was on uh, Conan, and. They were talking. They were talking about Footloose. Cause I think it was actually it was the 30th anniversary of it a few years ago. Wow! And when they at that time of that interview, and he said, um, "How'd you get that part?" And he was like, "Well, my agent called me, and they said they were looking for someone like uh, like your um, your build and like your look, and said, why don't you go in an audition?'" He went in, and apparently about a week later, or so the uh, the uh, his agent 
got a call and the main issue that they had with Kevin Bacon was and I quote they said he's not fuckable (laughs) (laughs) and Kevin Bacon goes I mean I always thought I was fucking <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they didn't. Wow. He's was, not fuck. Yeah, and it was between him and like some other I can't remember who it was, but they Tom were. Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh no, okay, hold on, I know the list. It was Tom Cruise, um John Travolta was in there. There's one other person. Hold on, I'm gonna try oh, to find it. John Travolta would have been really Rob old. Lowe. Rob oh, Lowe. No, Could absolutely you not. Those were the absolutely three people that they not. wanted. Rob Lowe and Footless. Well, oh, Rob Lowe at least would have made a little bit more sense than John Travolta yeah. at that time because John Travolta in well, this mid '80s, that's in the mid '70s. Shit, you're this right. This is in the mid '80s. Oh, John wow. Travolta at this point has nothing. <laughs> I think Rob Lowe has like a pretty similar vibe to Kevin Bacon. Though. I would agree because yeah. I mean they're both kind of they because he was in the Brat Pack, so he mm-hmm. has that kind of '80s. You know, yeah. but boy, or I think feel. out of everyone, I feel like you know because Tom Cruise is coming right off a of risky business. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might would have done kind of well, but I think he didn't take that because I I don't think because the character in Risky Business and in Footloose Loose. could be kind of similar, yeah. and I don't think he wanted to be typecasted as that. Yeah, and I totally get that. Or maybe he was doing something else. You know, he got born on the Fourth of July just a couple years later. Yeah, so I, I mean, he wanted to kind of move on from other oh, things. This but, is interesting. Uh, the only reason Rob Lowe wasn't in the movie was because uh, he got injured before they started filming. Oh, really? So oh, they shit. had to replace him. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Imagine. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see anyone else other than Kevin Bacon doing the part at this point because I've seen the movie uh, many times. He does it really well. Um, so after that, Ariel goes home and her uh, and Shaw uh, Moore is like waiting up for her and is, you know, that's and again. The I like con- that scene. The conflict between them is good. That like it's really like good. you know she, he's like you know I tell you to be home and he's like I can't like um, uh, I can't like stress things on my congregation when I can't even stress them in my own home. You know Wait, like, I thought that was I, after I, the dance bar scene. No, I love the line where he's like, uh, "What like what am I gonna do with you?" And she's uh-huh. like, "There's nothing to do with me. And, like this is this is it." Yeah, and like they're they're not gonna like it's so like because. She's not respecting him, like, and he isn't really respecting her, so she's not going to give it back. And it's just like they just butt heads, and that's like something that, like, I feel like a lot of people could relate to, and that you know, kind of feeling like isolated and just not feeling like they were given the freedom. And it, it's good that like it's her dad that like did all like that law thing because we find out later mm-hmm. it was her brother that died. Of yeah, him. right. And it, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I like that they made her character like that, and that. If it weren't for the family drama, you know, yeah. it that that saves her character, I think. Yeah. That keeps me interested in uh-huh. moving forward. Yeah, I think well they could I think they could have cut out half of her attitude and it would have made her more of like a relatable character. I don't think it's necessarily the attitude. Well, it's like, just some of her actions yeah, are just that's, odd. That's what I mean. Like yeah. her if they cut out like half of some of the crazy shit, I mean the the truck scene you maybe you could have done it like as a quick thing, you didn't need that. Whole there's like a sequence. different. There's a whole bunch Don't of stuff they the could have done. Don't need the train thing. The if you just kept the trailer part and made her a bit more grounded, mm-hmm. and you you go into that more and not her running in front of the train, I feel like you would have. She would have been more of like a character that you felt for than because I I honestly didn't give a shit. Other than some of the family stuff, like I didn't mm-hmm. feel for her as a character. No, that's fair. I uh, so then we get to the. What happens now? What was the last? Okay, so then we then we get to the country bar. Yes. Scene, and uh, 
they go this is before they start driving to the country bar scene where she sneaks out of the house and they get into Ren's car like out front you can totally see that none of them are <laughs> <Yeah>. talking <laughs> none of their mouths are moving it's clear there's so there's a lot of uh ADR. there's a whole dialogue scene yeah, a, whole, a whole dialogue scene and none of them none yeah. of their mouths are moving yeah none of their mouths are moving and i guess the the filmmaker was just like yeah there's uh the, the, no one's Whoops. gonna see it, you know, because it's nighttime. And it's not even like necessary dialogue. It's just like, no fighting, Willard. He's yeah. like, I don't fight. Yeah. And they're like, Willard. And they're like, But at the same time, I think they did it because it, like, it just it probably would have just felt weird if it was just all quiet and they got into the car yeah, as long as they did. So I get that, but like, even still, like, just reshoot it. It's not that difficult, you know. While um, we're talking about audio, uh, I, this movie was mixed very quietly. Yeah, yeah. When I was, I was watching, I was it, watching it, it last night. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had the TV, the volume on my uh-huh. TV, all the way up. Yeah, like, I usually one hundred, and I <laughs> yeah, like especially even then, like the John Lithgow, like him and Ariel talking scenes. A lot of them are really fucking quiet. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I was having a hard time trying to hear them yeah. last night. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but the country bar scene, I think, is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have it. I have a lot of fun with that mm-hmm. scene because you know you got you got great music. They um, they do. Um, there's waiting for a girl like you during the slow dance performer. Great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do Footloose again, and then there's one other song. I can't remember what it is. But the most important part of this scene is it's we find out, is we find <laughs> gotta out. cut loose, <laughs> pet goose, pick in the fight with the moose. <laughs> um, we find out that Willard can't, can't dance. dance. Immediately, oh, and so he gets in a fight with a guy because Rusty is, you know, holding back and like doesn't uh, wants to dance, but you know, since he doesn't really want to admit to it, and I, I, yeah. I like that part of his character. He's insecure and he like is kind of worried, like mm-hmm. not like wanting to connect with Rusty, and you know, Rusty's also trying to want to get out, but Rusty's kind of much more uh, grounded and held back in that sense. And then when she's able to let go, you know, she gets with this other guy, and Which, they get into like, a was... fight. That wasn't it? it's the it's the bigger dude with the mustache, right? Yeah, he looks he's like, like he's like forty. 40 yeah, yeah. And I was like, really he's gross. credited as Fat Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's credited <laughs> as. Yeah, yeah. It's like ew. It's like in Three Billboards where it's like uh, the lady with the weird eye and uh, Fat Dentist <laughs> <laughs> with a yeah. weird eye. Come on. Yeah. Or like, and, mm, that's a little. Yeah. So then Ren is like, I'm gonna teach you how to dance. And while this sequence is really fun, like I think it is with Let's Hear It for the Boy and teaching Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some fun, fun I, stuff honestly, going this on. is my favorite part of the movie. I, this was this was my second favorite part after yeah. the intro. Yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, like I can get into it, but again, it like it's almost like just taking time away. Like it doesn't really have any real consequence no, in the this. movie. Yeah, I love it. It's it's, it's no, it's I do so too. Good. It's fun, but it doesn't like it, it doesn't come progress the story. It doesn't progress much. the story at all. My like, favorite uh, dancing sequence in this movie is like at the end of that when like he knows how to dance and does like that whole and, like he's choreography. on the tractor. Uh huh. Yeah, that yeah, was really that was great. cool. I love also that. when he's running out when they're running on the field and he's like starting to get it and then he like does like <laughs> oh, somersaults yeah, yeah. and then when. Uh, I like how half of his dancing in the movie is just him doing somersaults, yeah. especially at the end. Exactly. There's one other part in there that I thought was really funny. I just like that when he's doing his like choreographed sequence, he's looking at the camera like a like a '90s rap video. <laughs> like the camera's on yeah. the ground, looking up at him. Yeah, man. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. Oh, Chris Penn is so good. He is great. I like he's him. really and he's like super fit. Like it's mm-hmm. a very like jarring switch to watch this and then you watch yeah. Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't know it was him for like uh-huh. a couple seconds. Yeah, he, he was so thin. And, yeah, I still and, need to watch Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe we should do it. Maybe maybe I'll watch it and we'll come back to something instead of Sully watching something the first time. I'll watch yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. Um, and so, yeah, so so that's a lot of fun. And then, uh, he then Ren gets the idea. He gets the idea from Willard that you know they should throw a dance. You know, he wants to go in front of the town council and say, like, you know, we should, um, you know, we should abolish the law and like let's hold the the senior, senior the senior prom, right? And um, during this part, I I really like. There's some. I think there's some good moments in in this next sequence. There's a couple parts that are a little slow, but um, you know, he Ariel comes back and then you have and then uh, the Reverend hits her because. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, "Well, you don't listen to me more than you listen to her." And then her reaction is really, really toned down. Like she just gets hit, and she's like, hm. and then just walks mm-hmm. out. And it's like, yeah, uh, huh. it's definitely different in the remake. That's true. It's a lot more heavy in the remake. Yeah, that's true. They, also, have... I felt like there's more consequence because, like, it happens, but his wife. I mean, she says like, "Oh, you're not like this," blah blah blah. But it doesn't feel like there's a lot of consequence after he does it. Like it happens, but it, I don't know. He like it weighs on him. It a does. Bit. Yeah, he I, like and it. I get that part. Like, that's really sort of what like it, yeah. sparks his that, change. Okay. Like he, like yeah. that's what makes him realize, like, oh, I'm going too far. And she with has this. like a good, a good character moment where it's like you, you know, you, you're a great preacher, but you have to mm-hmm. really the one on one. The one, yeah. yeah, no, that's him a good, and his wife. That's that a was really good, good. part. It's yeah. like you know, it, she and the understands them too. But then the next scene. I don't understand because What's then the next, scene? the next scene is like someone runs in and is like, oh, hurry, quick, you gotta oh, come yeah. to the school. <laughs> and they're burning books! <laughs> what? Yeah, I... They I kind of... Well, like, I, like, I like looked at my phone up, right? and I looked back up last night and, and it was burning that. Books. I was like, what is going on? It's so... It's <laughs> they so kind of set it up at the beginning where they, were, the like, yeah, they were like... Yeah, like, oh, they we should be burning books like But then they say that, like... I thought they said that they... This comes up a couple times. People like that. That guy comes up uh-huh. to John Lithgow and is like, "Come on, I really need your help getting these books out of the library." Is that the but, dude with the darker haired dude? Like, yeah, there's a yeah. suit jacket all the time. Yeah, he's got a bow tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It's just like, like what? And then so then he kind of sets it down to like, and that's kind of a a moment for him where he's like, you know, "We shouldn't be burning these books." You know, you know, we it, the sin's not in the books. It's, it's in here. here. You know, it's just well, yeah. I don't under that's the one part I don't understand though, because why is he like we can't have this sin yeah. music, but it's, the sin books are fine. It's such well, a I weird. Th- I think switch. that's the the I think that's the turning point. It's a then, big switch yeah. though. I think it would have been better if you did it visually as opposed to him just saying it. You know, if it's like, not a switch though, because the whole movie he's saying we we can't we like don't burn like don't get rid of the books like you can't get rid of the books like it just is the whole movie. it just seems weird like and. I don't know. And so then, uh, so he's starting to turn, and then uh, Ariel gets... Uh, is this the bleacher fight? I believe so, yes. Uh, That's what I have it in my notes. This is bleacher fight. Bleacher fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Chuck uh, suspects that now I'm her, hit her which, and Ariel. Which was like, oh, you suspect it, huh? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it shows he's felt... an asshole. Well, yeah. I think that kind of makes you feel for her uh, more because I mean, like, it oh, is, yeah, it is no. a very brutal like. Fight. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, it, like damn, like, dude, that hurts. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, that that makes you feel like even like worse for, her. and like you just hate Chuck like even. Oh yeah, she gets no, a couple good good hits in on the truck though. I yeah. will say she yeah. wrecks that truck. <laughs> you know what they him. say: if you can't wreck the Chuck, wreck the truck. <laughs> good. One. Well done. Well done. I like it. Thanks. Um, 
So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, re, uh, was it Ren's cleaner up later? She's like, he's not going to see. I want to go home with <laughs> when they're outside the whatever. And she's here's like, a box. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, I know what you're talking. About. Um, and then give me the box. <laughs> so, do I still get the box though? <laughs> Wait, which part? What, what was this the thing you're talking about? Where Ren is cleaning her up, and then she's like, "I got you this box." Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 What? It's like I don't get because it's like because there's weird. Cause it, cause there's music in it. Like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> and then she's and like, then "They kiss." Yeah. No, but then, but then he. There's that whole thing where he's like, you can't take make my fight. Oh, You're yeah, fighting against the your dad. He's and like, then like she gets all upset and he gets all upset. And then he's like, do I still get the box though? He's like, wait, 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 He's like, come on, give me the box. Wait, could that, could that have been a, uh, could that have been a innuendo? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, <laughs> like that. no, stop. Um, it's like, I'm mad so at you. So now the, the <laughs> give me the box. <laughs> so now Ariel and Ren are in love and they're, and they kiss. And Worst I, I, kiss I think I've ever seen. It's a very, very bad kiss. It's really, really bad. Kevin Bacon just like opens his mouth. Well, even before then, even before then, it's literally just like yeah and then it's a quick, like, quick little peck and then kevin bacon just like oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i looked at the timer on this movie right when that happens there's 40 minutes left in the movie <laughs> yeah i thought yeah. It, like it would have been so much better if they stretched that out there's mm-hmm. so many things in this movie they could have definitely well, I stretched like, out i think no, i'm okay with it not being I'm, stretched I, out i'm saying like <laughs> to make for dramatic effect like let's say like they could have make like, room for better things yeah right? like well, to, pro- to prolong to really like make it a like a full story mm-hmm. like i yeah. feel like it's just the don't rush it very rushed yeah because and then yeah. the ending kind of drags a little bit <laughs> yeah and i think with the if you look at the remake it's it's like flipped because the beginning takes a, a lot longer the remake the is remake. like two hours almost, yeah the remake's right? yeah. pretty long yeah i think they're about the same length also he like this is like an hour 40 yeah i think also he has the whole fixing up the car scene in the remake and i watched this last night i hadn't seen it in a while and i realized he just has the yellow bug and i'm like damn mm. it i like this yeah scene. he just got it and um so then well, uh, this, well then that, that's the end of like the main part of the wikipedia summary and then like everything after what we just talked about is like two lines yeah that's true um the last 40 so minutes then, of the movie. yeah my notes then, end at bleacher fight so then we find out then we get the big you know it's time for the big uh scene where he talks to the town council yeah. is trying to rally mm. keep up and this scene i think is really good i think it's done well and i like i think that the sense of community is there with all of his friends and they're hyping him up and he had, makes some really good points with the Bible where, you know, he's like, oh, how did you know, where'd you know how to find these? And she's oh, like, yeah. are you kidding me? And like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's such a weird, like, I mean, and, uh, I get it, but it's, it doesn't flow. Yeah. The mom stands up and is like, yeah. sit down, Karen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe Mr. McCormick has a right to be heard. And mm-hmm. his speech is like, really like, it, it's, it, it kind of gets it's you into fine. it. Yeah, I, I, I like know. it. I, I, I like that he is it makes us I, I think it makes us like him more than he's really you know, he's doing what he set out to do and he really is striving for this like end product and it makes him like a good character and, and, and you like him because of it yeah well I, yeah it's good because he doesn't like run in and is like you need to take this law out of yeah. here it's just ruining everything like he actually tries to like appeal to John Lithgow and like actually like not be an asshole and yeah. calmly explain to him like what's going on yeah, with, like in exactly. words that he can understand yeah 
And and I really like that. And then like a little bit later, he's talking to because the he's at work and his boss was like, you know, I don't know why it's his boss in the music in the musical. Oh, yeah. It's his mom who tells him like, you know, Shaw Moore had those votes locked in before he walked in that night. You know, he was already like he already made up his mind. His boss tells him that for some reason, and in the musical, his mom tells him that, which is just. I, I don't know why his boss tells him that, but that gives him the idea, like, well, why don't you do it out here? Like, why don't you do your dance out here? And then mm-hmm. he goes to talk to the reverend, and, like, everything's okay after that. And that, that could have been a really good scene, but it's, like, they, we only see the end of their conversation. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. when he's, like, oh, just something to think about. I thought like, that was weird, too. Yeah, it's, like, oh, okay. I was, like, I want to see him, like, coming up to the door and John Lithgow being, like, what the fuck are oh, you doing? Yeah, I like, want to see oh, that. That was your friend, they, Ren. Yeah, so, and yeah. that's another thing. Like, in the musical, they, <laughs> they do the full, a full conversation. They mm-hmm. And it's, like, actual conflict, and then they understand each other by the end. Here, we only see them understanding, and it just feels rushed. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. there doesn't feel like a big payoff. It's just, like, it happened, and now we're okay. You know, mm-hmm. it, like, it, and then, obviously, like, after that, we find out that he approves the dance which is like okay great but like i want to know how we got to that point yeah. we don't see that i mean know? it fills in that a little bit and i like that ren didn't come to the house to talk to him about dancing he came to ask if he could take the girl to prom uh, ariel i don't know yeah. why i said the girl yeah. like i think that's nice and like that makes john lithgow realize oh this is like a good like traditional guy he's like coming to ask me and take my daughter to prom like that's cool yeah that sort of like sways him to his side a bit mm-hmm. and then so he at his uh at his next sermon, he's like, you know, I have a very troubled heart, and I. And then he like makes the decision to let the, these kids dance. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we get to dance, yay! And then I'm free by Kenny Loggins starts playing really fun song, and they're setting up everything. I hate after after he says like y'all can dance, like there's just a minute and a half of just reaction shots of uh-huh. everybody in the audience yeah. just like smiling to each other and it's will, like a sitcom opening yeah yeah for sure um and then chuck comes back you know they get like a God damn chuck yeah so we get to the dance yeah so the dance happens and um but actually even before there was one scene i actually forgot about that i really liked it was before the um the his big monologue he's talking to his mom because someone threw a brick through their window yeah, which was that really, was, yeah. really it's like, weird wow yeah which is a really odd switch but like he's talking to his mom and he was saying like you know i thought when my dad left it was something that i did but like you know i kept thinking it i kept thinking it wasn't I would, that would keep him to stay and now it's like he feels like he has something he can do something for people i think that just like really humanizes him and i and i and i personally really like that scene i like i like that monologue that he gives to his mom actually better than i like the one that he gives to the uh to the council you know i I can drive with that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like uh but yeah so they go to the dance and like no one's dancing and And then then, then chuck shows up and they have a giant fight uh go ahead he's a ninja he is a ninja. <laughs> he runs the fuck out of the building. Yeah. He's like, yeah, looking for a big hero five on one. Then he fucking jump jump kicks. Yeah. He jump kicks yeah. Chuck in the face. How awesome is that, though? It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. The whole fucking fight, this dude's fighting like Batrock the goddamn Leaper. He's just like kicking him. <laughs> <laughs> this scene plays like the opening of Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then he's got the two, the one dude's grappling and the other guy's punching him in the gut and he like, he jumps up, kicks yeah. the dude in the face, yeah. and flips the other guy Chuck, over. He himself. ends this fight 
the same way the Karate Kid <laughs> ends that fight. He does the crane kick. He takes Chuck out yeah. with a crane kick. Chuck, Chuck tumbles backwards as a full roll onto his knees where he's sprayed out. And like, then he grabs out. Yeah. Yeah. Punches Chuck gets hit in it's the face. He gets kicked in the face like four times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so it. it doesn't fit, but it's like alright. Yeah. I had such like I was watching it in my room. Lights out on my own on my phone, and when he jumps off the porch and kicks Chuck in the face, I screamed. Yeah. But I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> Holy shit! And then so they go back inside, and he's like, "I thought this was a party. Let's dance." And the Footloose plays, and everyone does their really cool dances. Oh and, man! And then and that is glitter rain. Footloose, Okay. Also, I, I like how that whole scene is cut into like three sections. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of it, it's, it's long. Weird. The whole yeah, section with long. Chunk, it's Chunk, Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> with Chuck is a little long. Yeah, it's like because he's oh, fighting Willard, and that takes a while, yeah. and then Ren comes out, and that takes a while, and it's just like all right. Yeah. So to kind of springboard off of what you said way earlier, I... um, you are you have a very good point that this movie doesn't really have in terms of directing a style look at other 80s movies Mm -hmm. right you have you know big directors like if you want to keep it in this genre like you know the john hughes movies Mm -hmm. you know they have even if they're just written by him a very distinct like feel to them you know they feel while the 80s like high school like trope is very odd they still feel like human and down yeah. to earth mm-hmm. and like you can like they're very personal you know i i think they have a very unique yeah. Yeah. feel to them this movie just feels kind of like it was just like well, you know shot yeah. shot 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 that's it you know there is can a I touch on that for a second yeah here? so that's something i liked when i was watching clips from the new movie the new movie like the 2011 one has like this really interesting like it's really dark but then it has like a lot of neon and it just yeah. like looks so cool and yeah. like the, I watched the fight scene and like the fight scene was choreographed really well and like the camera work was cool but this movie it just looks like they were like oh uh, he's talking we gotta do uh, uh, shot wrist shot I learned that in film school yeah, um, yeah. oh he's walking up now let's see we just get a fucking shot of that like it wasn't like the I don't know who who was the cinematographer Rick Rick Waite it just seemed like he was like going down a checklist of things they yeah. needed to get instead of being like what's an interesting way we can do this yeah no i i definitely i definitely agree with that so let's talk um analysis because i think it's it's this movie's not that deep nope but there is something to be said i i feel that you know that i think you again there are moments in this movie that have the i think you do have a, a fair sense of community and kind of wanting to bring you know there's that trope of wanting to bring change from uh you know even like the traditional values to newer values and kind of not to be closed-minded because this Mm. this town is full of closed-minded people and i think that that's what this movie is you know kind of open up and uh you know accept something that's different and then like being able to to this was was the birth of a trope and and a topic Uh yeah but it, but it, but it's good. It works in a lot of yeah. Other movies. I don't have much to say as far as analysis goes for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of there, just like there's not a lot of underlying yeah. stuff. It just happens. There are some scenes that are enjoyable, and then it ends. It, I think that like um, I guess to continue on like because yeah, it, it is. 
that's why I think this movie is kind of a classic is because it does that trope. Yeah. Um, well, it's easy to follow and, um, and everyone, you know, can kind of relate to that. Cause like, I mean, the eighties were such a weird, you know, time, time in, yeah. in society and, you know, they were still like, um, <laughs> little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like constraints, I guess, um, in schools and things like that. And so like, I mean, people can relate to that. And so there's a lot of, and I think we can, you know, we still think about things like that now of being, you know, opening your mind and kind of accepting change yeah. and, you know, not always keeping to certain traditional values. Mm. And I think it makes sense. And I think this movie is, that's what it's trying to say. Yeah. 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 No, and it does, it does work in that respect. But what but, do the red boots represent? Let's get deep here for a second because <laughs> they spend a lot of time on those red yeah, that's boots. That's true. That's I true. think it those represents cool the blood boots. of all the people Red McCormick has killed in his ninja career. <laughs> I, he I fucking kills it. Chuck at the end of this movie, dude. Ch- Chuck is dead. <laughs> he, he kills him he fucking. Was murdered. This is like this is execution style. He kills Chuck in this movie. He's on his knees, <laughs> arms flailing. He grabs him by the head and then punches him. Look at his head. Uh. just like. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, dance. I thought this was a party. Dance. And Arrow's like, "Oh, you just killed a man." Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's rate the movie. Um, let's go around the table um, and give me your rating and give me a brief reason why. Casey, I'll start with you. We'll go. Um, we'll go clockwise. I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a bronze purely because it's classic. But if it was like this and made now. I'd probably give it a participation just because uh, it's, it's an okay. As movie. it is right now, you would give it a bronze, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I give it a bronze for what it's done for like movies, like as a as a trope, and and also gave us the delightful song Footloose. Okay. The delightful <laughs> song. Wait, what are they again? Let's so, do. Okay. From top to bottom. Uh huh. Platinum. Well, you don't have to list the tops. Okay. Platinum, gold, <laughs> silver. Okay. Um, participation disqualification. I'm gonna give it a silver, a gentleman's silver. Okay. Only because I'm in a good mood today. Um, I think any other day I'd probably give it a bronze. But I mean, it's got it's got redeeming qualities. Like I said, I really, really, really enjoy everything with John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough of it for me to give it a higher rating. No, I feel that. But it's a, it's so strong that I would I would feel bad giving it a bronze. And okay. there's also a lot of fun scenes like the teaching yeah. Willard how to dance and the, and the whole opening sequence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the chemistry between those two and the the mm-hmm. dance at the end is fun. So and old man, Woody's ass. Mm. Yes, Woody's ass, dude. I also love when Woody like beefs the fuck out of Chuck in the phone booth. Oh yeah, oh, yeah he's like, right. like yeah. out of here. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, what was it? He's just like, uh, you treat animals like that? Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> I've definitely seen worse movies. Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna give it a silver. Uh, oh really? Yeah, hot dog. Because oh. I'm not blind to its issues. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there are issues in this movie. We've talked about that. Many weird things happen. The editing is off the off the rails and. <laughs> Um, the the writing overall is not that great but because of um i i think that this is this has a good rewatchable value Mm -hmm. it is fun there are a lot of like really fun scenes you get into the music you get into the dancing and the characters um like the acting is overall very good i don't think there's really like a bad performance in this movie personally um there are some oh uh, except for the joint dude well, the that, joint dude is funny that was, though. Funny. That was funny. Yeah. There isn't like one, you know. That I, I think everyone at least does a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, I 
Uh, I think also me doing the musical kind of puts it oh, yeah, in no. a special place think, in my heart. Yeah. But as a movie overall, I think that I like those 80s movies. And while this one does have flaws, I can still watch it and have a fair, a mm-hmm. fun time. So I am going to give it a silver for that. Do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts you'd like to give? I would also have to say I'm giving it a silver because it's given us the delightful song. <laughs> Great song. Great um, soundtrack. I think... I, I would have liked to talk about it more, but I didn't want to stop any toes. But I think I think the sequel or not sequel, the remake. Um, I think we should do the remake at some I, point. Yeah, because in one year, in one year, <laughs> I, honestly back. though we should because it, it's it's different. It's a lot different in it the has, way it's. It, it has it, higher scores on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Yeah, it's, so. it's got it's it's got its own style and it's. Uh, there's well, a lot of different. Stay tuned for yeah. Footloose Part Two. I would like to do it. <laughs> maybe at some fun. point. You maybe know what? They they, should, we'll they shouldn't have made a remake. They should have made a sequel called Footloose. <laughs> Footloose. <laughs> like Banjo Kazooie and Banjo yeah, Kazooie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for um, this episode of uh, Frankly I Love Movies. Thank you guys so much for being You're here welcome. and uh, watching Footloose for me. Uh, so obviously check us out on social media leave a comment leave a rating uh, any suggestions you might have and uh, be on the lookout for in two weeks uh, our next episode is going to be a Halloween themed so get ready for that and I hope you guys all are having a wonderful fall and can't wait to see you next time so until then I'm Josh Wall and frankly I love movies